Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 72 Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May his foes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the isles render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all the kings fall down before him All nations give him service. For he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked from him for him all day long. May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities, like the grass in the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May all nations be blessed in him. May they pronounce him happy. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May his glory fill the whole earth. Amen and Amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are ended. 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 14 through 25. The weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold, besides that which came from the traders and from the business of the merchants, and from all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land. King Solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each large shield. He made 300 shields of beaten gold. Three minas of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a great ivory throne and overlaid it with the finest gold. The throne had six steps. The top of the throne was rounded in the back. And on each side of the seat were armrests and two lions standing beside the armrests. While twelve lions were standing, one on each end of a step on the six steps, nothing like it was ever made in any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the force of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver. It was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon. 
for the king had a fleet of ships of Tarshish at sea with the fleet of Haram. Once every three years, the fleet of ships of Tarshish used to come bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Thus King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. The whole earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put into his mind. Every one of them brought a present, objects of silver and gold, garments, weaponry, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 and verses 11 through 16. Each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. The gifts he gave were that of some, were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday after the Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning we read Psalm 72, yet again. Uh, I'm confident this is more than three times. Uh, I think we read it sometime last week too for Christmas tide, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, And we are following along, uh, it seems, in 1 Kings 10. Uh, and then a uh, little reading from Ephesians 4. Um, what stood out to me, actually, uh, I realized that Psalm 72 is referencing King Solomon. Um, uh, specifically, verse 15, May gold of Sheba be given to him, prayer be made continually, etc. And uh, that's exactly what happened yesterday when we talked about um, the Queen of Sheba coming and being impressed by what Solomon had and giving him more stuff for some reason, which I don't totally understand. Um, but it also, the uh, continued reflections on Solomon and his, his riches and the economic prosperity that Israel had um, under King Solomon, it, it struck me that it wouldn't have been possible without his father, David. Um, and David um, didn't have so much economic prosperity as he did, um, perhaps moral or ritual um, prosperity. Saul was a horrible king, um, and Saul was a product of the people wanting a king because they failed to worship God, according to what God told Samuel, the prophet who anointed Saul. Um, and Saul had some issues. He finally died in battle, and, and David who's not related to him in any way. It wasn't hereditary. Um, David assumes the throne, um, and David is um, ambitious, inspirational, um, kind of hot-headed, but also very passionate about God. Um, he, al- he also wrote music and poems, etc. And I've, I've, in the past, I've had a relatively cool um, uh, opinion of Solomon, 
He doesn't really talk to God as much. Um, he, uh, he asks for wisdom, which I think is good, but there are also other things I suppose he could have asked for. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I don't think... I think Solomon immediately following David isn't fair to Solomon, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and the, the kind of main point of the readings the last several days is this great wealth and wisdom that Solomon did possess. He impresses other kingdoms, not just with wealth, but with wisdom. Um, and he excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and, and wisdom, according to verse 23 in First Kings 10. Um, and I haven't been bringing in much current events in, um, in First Formation. And part of that is because I'm I'm hoping to launch a, a separate podcast that will actually be interview and current events based. Ponder Exchange has been kind of this weird kind of everything. Um, I've been recording uh, audio recordings for Reborn of the Fourth of July, my 2012 book, um, but I'm, I'm it, I just never really hit my stride. And so what I think I'm going to do is interview Christian soldiers and preface that that interview by 10, 15 minutes of current events through an historical and theological lens for Christian soldiers. Um, And I'll have more about that in another show. And I'm also going to be, thanks to the um, ingenuity and creativity of Laura, my partner, um, we'll be having a string of co-hosts starting later this month. Um, And so I'm hoping that will also inspire other people to call in and co-host and uh, hopefully, possibly have hospitalers or others even also provide some of the reflections as well, freeing me up to do some more stuff about current events. But I mention that because um, it's uh, it seems important that not only did um, the United States... Um, I don't know, I feel, I feel like assassinated is a loaded word, but uh, ordered a military strike against a um, an official, an Iranian official, um, just a few days ago. And then this, uh, yesterday afternoon, I saw um, a, a little news alert pop up on my phone saying that Iran was striking U.S. targets in Iraq. And this... Um, uh, Iranian official was executed, um, uh, killed in in Baghdad. Now, on one hand, you think, oh yeah, he's in Baghdad. Like, what could he be doing other than, you know, probably not the greatest stuff. Um, but uh, Iraq is also its own sovereign country. It has its own pre-existing relationship with Iran. Um, anyway, it's complicated, and it made me uh, when I got this news alert, I realized I had that same sinking nervous feeling when I first realized what happened on 9-11. For me, um, I was in the dentist chair um, at La Flame Dental Clinic on on Fort Bragg. Uh, I'd just gotten in from the field uh, that morning. In fact, I saw a camouflage on my face and they were pulling like two teeth, I guess. I can't remember. And so I was uh, at Novocaine, but then um, when I got back to the barracks, one plane had hit the building, and I remember seeing the image of the World Trade Center with smoke coming out of it. 
And it didn't dawn on me that this was not just news footage from the 1993 bombing, that in fact a plane had hit the building. And I was able to walk around for hour and a half, two hours, um, before I realized what had happened. And that happened when I was going from my barracks room to the local, to the, the hospital pharmacy to get um, Vicodin or something strong. I can't remember because it was, you know, I had teeth pulled. Um, and it was in the car. And I was listening to the radio when it dawned on me what had happened. And uh, the re- like the re- for two days I was on profile, which means I wasn't reporting to work. I was just taking my medication and staying off my feet to keep the ble- you know my gums from bleeding or whatever. And I don't remember anything other than just sitting in my barracks room watching TV for whatever, 48 hours. And when I get this news alert saying that Iran is striking um, U.S. Uh, outposts in Iraq, I had that same sense of, I, I kind of expected a whole bunch of other news alerts coming after that. And maybe... Maybe this is big news. I'm not really sure. I've only seen like one, um, one um, news alert since then, um, and it, it it struck me that um, you know all the back and forth on the hill and you know kind of the the hyper hyper partisanship um, at that that I think kind of began early on back then in 2001, shortly after um, the Supreme Court had to decide the, the results of the election between Gore and Bush. My sense of it is that when that was when it kind of started, when um, the union started to kind of break down a bit. But anyway, I mention all of this um, because it dawned on me that there may be a need to think more critically uh, or to continue to do it, especially lately. Um, about what it means to be Christian uh, in the military, to be willing to die and perhaps also be expected to kill as a Christian. Um, and it was just this, this startling moment when I got this you know, simple little news alert on my phone. Um, and uh, I didn't intend um, in, on talking about current events um, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to kind of spin off something else so that First Formation can be really about um, reflections and uh, devotions, which are a different kind of, you know, monster than um, current events. Um, but this talk of Solomon did make me think uh, about the the great... I feel, I feel bad because Solomon is not a bad guy, and I don't think the current administration is... The current president is necessarily a bad guy, um, but I do think that there was a certain amount of there's a certain amount of moral certainty, not certainty, moral stability with the last administration with Obama, and now that certainty or that stability has been upended. Even if our economy is great, we have like record low unemployment. Um, if you look closely enough, the the gap between the rich and the poor is widening, the middle class is disappearing, and this comes back to my like some of the concerns that I absorbed um, in seminary about Solomon. I, at the surface, he looks like a 
you know, he did great things for his people, and that's that's true. Um, but when you start, you know, looking f- a little bit more closely, there's some gaps that start appearing. Um, he he was he built the temple, uh, the first temple, um, and it was three times larger. His castle was three times larger, the palace, than um, than the temple was, and that's kind of odd. He also used slave labor um, to to build his palace as well as the temple, um, whereas the tabernacle, the tent of God in the desert, was built by willing laborers um, and was built from a surplus of what everybody had. And so even, it, even though um, Solomon uh, presided over great economic abundance, clearly by the time that he dies, there's this great fissure that's exposed and Absalom and I can't remember all the other different kings. Something clearly happens by the, during the time of Solomon's reign that by the end of his reign, it's come to fruition. And it strikes me as, as it feels as though something similar is happening now. I don't think that there's going to be an ultimate fissure, but I do think that there's a great difference between what uh, what is presented and what you find on the ground. Um, and I've tried for some time to really be uh, an ear for those uh, with less and were pushed to the margins, and I still am. Um, and this reading of Solomon recently has just kind of been reinforcing that. Um, and the, the recent news about the escalation of tensions with Iran, um, I, I I suppose all of that is to say that uh, I hope that we are a praying people um, uh, that uh, the 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 anxieties that we might be feeling uh, both you know in our, our own daily lives uh, but also in in light of the political situation that we're facing I hope that we can take comfort in um, in in the church and in the communities of faith that we are a part of um, and uh, just I don't know I, th- I think um, I hope I'm overreacting to a handful of um, moments and concerns um, and that I suppose is my prayer is that um, things will level out um, as opposed to um, becoming more and more polarized and more and more um, dangerous, I suppose, even though uh, I do think that, that those, those moments of increased moral significance produces people of great moral significance. I hope that's, I hope that's what uh, may be occurring and that, uh, it, that it might be Christians who become those uh, moral leaders uh, who provide us uh, um, a memory and a, 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 an example of the life that we are called to live. A prayer for peace among the nations from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, Guide the nations of the world into the way of justice and truth, and establish among them that peace which is the fruit of righteousness. 
that they may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.